Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic here with Street Talk Theology. I want to say hello to all our street talkers this morning, hoping hoping you're taking your sound theology and bringing it to the streets. Uh, give me a shout anytime at pastorgrimaldi at gmail.com. It'll be my honor to interact with you concerning any theological issue. Something I want to mention before I introduce our guest this morning is that as Jesus, he had this love for children. And we know that uh, looking at the, the word of God. I remember one of the gospel accounts that the children were wanting to go up to Jesus and the apostles tried to stop them. And Jesus declared Bring the children unto me. Don't hold them back. In fact, Jesus depicted, unless one has a childlike faith, they would not enter into the kingdom of God. In fact, they, in fact, the Bible says that they, they would be the greatest in, in the kingdom of God. So, so we, we praise God for that. And I remember when Jesus, after he healed a blind man in the temple, it was the children that were shouting praise and giving glory to God. But equal to that, and, and something that's really stuck in my craw this morning as I was thinking about it. The Bible says that we have to bring our children up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And for me, that's a perfect segue for me to introduce my guest today on Street Talk Theology. And that's Ken Ross, who's the principal of Lagos Christian Academy here in Casa Grande. Ken Ross, welcome to Street Talk Theology. It's wonderful to be here, Pastor. It's an honor to have you. And I have a lot of questions. You know, guys from New York, we like to talk. And I got to, and, and you know me, I like to stretch things out. If I got to have Ken back again, I will. But I know his time is kind of um, dealing with children in the school. His, his time is limited. So we'll get as much stuff as we can here. Uh, so I got some questions. Are you willing to answer some questions, uh, Mr. Ken? Absolutely. Let's bring so, it up. Lagos Christian Academy, right here in Casa Grande. What is Lagos Christian Academy? Can, can you let our listeners know, please? Uh, sure. Uh, I'll start by saying that uh, Lagos Christian Academy is the uh, only evangelical K-8 through Christian school in Pinal County. Uh, it started about uh, 10 years ago and uh, with about five or six, seven students, and it's grown up to about 90 students uh, to, to the present. Ken, how long have you been here in Casa Grande? Uh, it'll be, it's about four and a half years. Uh, it'll be four years at uh, Logos Christian Academy on April 1st. You know, so I got, you know, I, I asked Ken to send me some questions and stuff like that, but I'm a typical New York. I like to just move <laughs> these conversations around. But we had a, a conversation uh, before um, getting on the air this morning, uh, this afternoon, you, you have a visionary, you, you're obviously, you were a pastor for, for many years. Mm -hmm. And and so you have a, a vision for Casa Grande. I mean, and, and it's commendable. And I know God has put you as a principal in the school. So tell me your vision and tell me how you, you it fits in with you being the principal in the school. Is that a fair question? Yeah, no, that's a great question, um, actually. It's uh, when you think in terms of the future of Casa Grande, 
you really can't think about those who are sitting behind a, a steering wheel on a car driving to work every day. Uh, that yeah. that really is the present of Casa Grande. When you think in terms of the future of Casa Grande, oh, then you yeah. have to think in terms of children. They are the future. And uh, and, and really the future of Casa Grande is, is fundamentally based on, on those individuals and the kind of people they are becoming or not becoming. Yeah, so, and you see this, and I know we got questions, and I, but you see this from a front row seat. So this is important. You know, the... If the law tarries, mm-hmm. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, like you said, the, the children are the next generation, the Christian children that we're bringing up, hopefully and prayerfully in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Now, I got a question that, that I always, I know I asked for you to give me questions and I try to navigate. <laughs> but but there's, a, there's something that has always been a, on my heart and how, how can you know this? Now, the kids are coming to school as Christian children. How do you know, or maybe you do know, I mean, this point, how do you know that they get in the training at home that you're giving them in the school? Is that a fair question? No, that's, that's, a, that's a very fair question. I should say, yes, that's a very fair question. Um, one of the things that I've identified uh, over the last four years is that there are really three parts to a child being able to realize the potential, not only just academically, and spiritually, but also in their character and that sort of a thing. Amen. One is the student themselves. They have to they have to make a commitment to really apply themselves to to being discipled, to being trained and taught, to coming under a, a parent's uh, influence and and uh, and care. Uh, second is the individual, the adults. In our case, it's has to do with teachers and administration. We have to do our part. And then the third is is the parent. You interact with the parents, Ken? On a, a, yes, you? I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In fact, right now we're going through re-enrollment and I meet with every single parent uh, in oh, the month of February cool. and do a one-on-one with how they're doing as parents, how their students are doing as students and how we're doing as educators because it takes all three of those. If one of those drops the ball, then the possibility of that child realizing what they should be getting in this season of their life is diminished significantly. So you're talking there's like a string. I mean, there's like this string. And I mean, in other words, it can't be cut off anywhere. I think it's a team. A team is yeah. a better way. It's a, okay. it's a triune type of team. Okay, praise the Lord. So if the student decides they don't want to learn anymore, it's over, it's done, it's finished. Yeah. If the parent decides they don't want to parent anymore, it's over and done and finished. If we decide we're not going to educate anymore, it's over and done and finished. It takes all three yeah. in order for those to happen. Synergistic. Yes, yeah, right. ideally, yeah. ideally it should be synergistic. Yeah, no, great, yeah. great, great analogy. All, all three working together as a team in yeah. order to accomplish that. How did how did the Lagos Christian Academy start? Was there an inception here, or? Yeah, actually, it's uh, <laughs> it started by a family. I'll go I'll go back before that actually started. It started by a family that uh, really felt that God had called them to start a school. And uh, they were not educators. They were actually dairy farmers is what they were. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so they, uh, just in obedience to God, went out and bought land, 16 acres. Praise and the they Lord. built a school building. Had no teachers, no students, no nothing. But they went and built it. And there it stands still today. They were visionaries. They were very visionaries. See, this is, see, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I know. Oh, this is good. See, this is, this is what I mean. I mean, now... So here's the deal. Now I'm going to, so can I ask a theological, you know, I'm going to ask a theological question, right? I love theological. You know, so (laughs) 
they had an unction. Can I use that word? Is that fair? No, they had, when they, they were farmers, they weren't educators, but they believed God was leading in in that direction. And obviously they were right. So how do we know, I'll put them on the spot here, street talkers, right? How do we know that it's not us and that we know it's God. Is that a yeah, that's a tough question, and that's no, okay. It's a, it's a good one. I I think uh, I think the answer is is that uh, when it is us, we can uh, easily dismiss it and just go, okay, yeah, I can do that, or I won't do that, or I'd like to do that, but maybe I won't do it. But when it is God, you ah, can't you cannot dismiss yeah. it. Yeah, it is it is within you. I remember C.S. Lewis saying one time that I don't pray because I'm supposed to, I pray because I have to, I'm driven to prayer. It's within me. I cannot stop myself from praying. And And that's what a vision is. It's in you and you can't, you can't let it go. You know, I remember when Jeremiah called the Lord a deceitful brook. I mean, and then, <laughs> and then right. And then yeah. three scriptures later, he say, but the fire was in my belly. Yes. Who, but or I'm, in fact, we just started the sermon series on Amos um, that I saw, and this is this will probably be in about six weeks past Amos. But I, I think about Amos, the Lord roars, who but can prophesy? You yeah. know what I'm saying? The lion roars, yeah. right? The roar of the lion. Oh, Jesus is another great example. He's he's clearly driven to to preach the gospel and to minister to people's needs, but he has got a, a, a vision in his mind, he and did. that vision is resurrection. Yeah, it, it does incorporate the cross and it does incorporate a trial and it does incorporate a lot of ministry, but his ultimate vision, and he's driven to that. Even he, Peter tried to stop him from yeah, doing yeah. it. Get yeah. Get behind me. Say, yeah, right? Absolutely. See, this is a God thing. And we are definitely going to talk about the school. I don't care if I have to have you here 10 times again. And the school is important because it's got to start with the school. What I'm saying is as far as the, the young children, sure. but, but we definitely need we need, I believe we need revival here in Casa Grande. And with that, so what is the mission of Lagos Christian Academy? So if I can kind of interwove this conversation, if I may. Well, to put it in a very, very succinct way, I would say to uh, participate with God in the raising up of world changers. Oh, praise the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We... We've seen too much over the years of, of children who have gone through uh, churches and, uh, and, and you know uh, youth programs and children's ministries, and that's not to diminish that. I don't mean to do that because okay. uh, I, I think those are all valuable. Okay. But so many of those went into uh, left high school, went into college, and the world changed them instead of them changing the world. I think it's like 70% yeah. of those who go to college in a secular college fall away from the faith. And, and as a result, they're being altered or changed by the world, not altering and changing the world. And that requires a cooperative work between parents and church yes. and, and a Christian yes. school in order to achieve that. And that's, that's what our heart and our vision is, is that uh, we raise up a generation of world changers and our world I believe desperately needs world changers. Yeah. Uh, again, how about a theological, practical question? Could I throw? Sure. It? Sure. Uh, I will throw the two seam fastball. No, <laughs> no, no curveballs or anything like that. Yeah, I see the Giants up there. Yeah, I'll throw the two seam. <laughs> um, what What is your? And this is not a. I'm not uh, not looking for a. Maybe I'm looking for a theological view because I, I I I I respect 
because you're around children a lot more than, than I am. What is your view on the children sitting in on the Sunday morning sermon? I know that I, I believe that children, there could be a, a Sunday school class before, and that's not my play. I'm not looking to make any theological assertions. Just your view on the, on the children sitting in on the sermon. Well, you're describing my youth. Okay. I mean, I got saved when I was nine years old in a an American Baptist church, interesting enough, before the American church grew into what it's grew into today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but uh, I, you know, all four of us kids sat in that pew through the entire uh, worship's time and the entire message time. And it was in that context that I got saved. Praise the Lord. So I'm um, walking up at the end of a of an appeal of, I don't know, one more verse of just as I am. Yeah. <laughs> they still do that? No, uh, I don't know if they do. But anyway, that's how I came to Christ. And uh, so I'm I'm a big fan of that sort of a thing. Yeah, I think we've lost, you know, I, I'm i not saying, I'm, I'm not looking to start any problems here in Casa Grande with children's church. But I believe that God is sovereign and I don't care if you're five or six or seven or eight or nine years old. It can be something God can use the gospel and change your heart at, at, at any age, really. I mean, as long as you can understand the gospel and what's going on. Well, and I, yeah, and I think there's a place for children's church, I guess. But there's a part yeah. of me that just uh, is really glad that Jesus didn't send the kids away. Yeah, well, uh, per, yeah. In the middle of when he's preaching. Yeah, so he didn't tell Peter, hey, send him, okay. Send him uh, over to children's see, church. Yeah, send him to Sunday school, Sunday right? School. He didn't. No, you're right. Because there is a ministry that happens when the corporate body gathers that's unique and distinct to that gathering. And I think having children exposed to that is good. Well, the next question, why a Christian school? Um, Can I expand on that? Why a Christian school in Casa Grande? Now, and I believe, um, let me me lead the, you know, uh, uh, I have some courtroom experience, which is probably not good, but anyway, but, but let me lead, lead the witness here a little bit. I think a Christian school in Casa Grande is not why a Christian school. Thank God there's a Christian school in Casa Grande. And tell me why, because I obviously I think you agree with that. Well, I, I think there's two sides to it. One, uh, let's just put it on the, the parental and the church side of it is, and that is, is that uh, to add another element to the parents, for the parents, and for the church to be able to uh, create a setting through which children can continue to be discipled, become knowledgeable of the Word of God, and to, to do their life with God during the week is a good thing. It's a really good thing. Um, and I think then on the other side, that's kind of the positive side of it. Uh, that's that trinity we talked about. Uh, on the other side of it is uh, the, the, you know, the public schools are becoming more and more secular, and the place of God. And when I came, when, when I was a Christian at nine years old, there was, the Bible was being taught in a public school. The pledges were being done every yeah. morning. That's prayer, now. prayer was happening there. The, the teachers, most of them were Christians at the time. That's a totally different thing that I grew up in than these children of this generation in Casa Grande have. You know, I didn't share this with you. Talk about maybe, maybe I'm. You talk about a cancel culture or something. You know, I didn't share this with you. I didn't even tell you. I usually put my sermons on on Facebook. I don't really interact much on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Just my sermons. So yesterday, I tried to put yesterday's sermon on. And they says I need to wait forty eight hours because I, I I was putting some street talk theology. 
They canceled my sermon, man. I can't believe that. Permanently they, canceled it? No, they did. They wouldn't let me put it on. Even after 48 hours? No, they said now I have to go back in 48 hours and re- reapply to put it on. <laughs> what did you preach about? <laughs> I was in Amos. I mean, I, so I've never had that. I'm so, I'm, you know, I was doing some of the street talk theologies. I had about eight or nine of them. I'm saying, you know, because I'm trying to build community. So a lot of the... The people that I'm friends with are friends here in, in the community and stuff like that. So I put the street talk theology on. So I go to put my sermon on yesterday. They tell me, you have to wait 48 hours and revamp. And I'm saying, what the heck? They canceled me out, Ken. <laughs> well, just so you know, I mean, uh, knowing someone who has been canceled on Facebook, you're your elevation has gone up in my estimation of the kind of man of God you are. Congratulations. (laughs) That's my buddy again. Uh, Let me see what I got here. Um, Oh, goodness. So, so here's a question I'm trying to formulate from this. So you got, so you got three avenues and I think you, you mentioned about public school. So you got public school, you got homeschooling and you got Christian school. So obviously God is out of the public school, so maybe we can maybe we can cancel that <laughs> for choice of better words. So, are you a proponent um, of homeschooling too, or is there? So I'm not, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm trying to understand for myself because um, I think it's good for the kids to mix. But uh, but I think yeah, no, I, but, I, if they, but if they're going to get into school, that's going to not regard in the situation. I then. think homeschooling is another alternative. That's an excellent alternative. Excellent. For the right people. For the yeah. right, I have a daughter. My oldest daughter has homeschooled her two kids all the way through high school, right. and uh, it has been exceptional. And they they turn out to be amazing, uh, amazing young man and young young woman of God. So I think it's it's wonderful. I don't. I think the more alternatives you have that are are godly in their base is a good thing. Uh, yeah. There's no competition when it comes to Christian education. The more we have, the better it is. We're only one part of many options. And, and before, I think there was only one option. Uh, we've, we, yeah. because homeschooling has been around Casa Grande for a long time and the homeschooling community, I've, I've had the opportunity of being able to interact with them periodically. They're an excellent community of, of, of parents that want the very best for their students. And so there's, it's only good stuff, you know, yeah. we're the, we're the other side of it. There are some parents that homeschooling is a great challenge for, and there are some that, are not gifted uniquely that way. And yeah. so this private school offers them the opportunity to send their student to a place in which gifted teachers, that God has literally called to uh, to be, you know, academic instructors are there for them. Yeah, you know what I find too, and we got I might have to ask you to come back in a couple of weeks and how could you not want to hang out with an Italian? Absolutely, don't get to do I, uh, that very often. <laughs> uh, you know, one of the problems I had I shouldn't say problems, you know, so a challenge, let me use that. When we sometimes do the VBSs, you know, the challenge is, you know, we give them the gospel here and you have to, because we're hoping they get saved. The problem is you need that, which you're talking about, that synergisticness where the parents are interacting. So, but here's my, here's my, here's a question for me, because if they're not getting the gospel at home, and we got about four minutes on this, and I'll, I'll if we're, they're not getting the gospel at home, and we want to give it to them here, that's a challenge because then once they get home, there's going to be no um, discipleship, if I can use that word, if I may. 
Yeah, uh, we are what's uh, what we call a covenant-based school. Okay. And uh, what that means is that the parent, the the faculty and staff, and the students all sign commitments, covenants, oh, yeah. promises. Oh, exactly. And yeah. the and the parents sign a covenant that's quite it's, it's literally a full page. And they make the commitment to do things like pray for their student every day, encourage them in the word, do devotions with them, uh, have uh, help them in studying, hold them as accountability people, being coaches, being cheerleaders and all yeah, of that. Wow. And then the, the, the teachers do the same thing. They, they sign a commitment. But, and, no, 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 that's good. But Ken, if that's not there, what I'm saying is we have a sister here that loves, she got saved in VBS. So, you know, she's got a heart for VBS. Okay. And, and so... My, so my, my question, yes, and that's good, but if you can't get the cooperation at home, right, you st we still got to try to do something here with the children, and that's Oh, hard. you're talking about here in the local yeah, church? Yeah, yeah, in the local oh, church. I see. I think you're talking about this. No, no, that's good, but I like what you said anyway. Uh, well. That's a tough play, though, right, Ken? Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, it starts with the parents. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the things I identified uh Kind of three things that I needed to address when I first came out of the school. One, the first one was the curriculum. We had gone, drifted away before I came. We had drifted away from classical curriculum. And that's something we can talk about in the future. Yeah, yeah, please. That's a big part of who we are. Yes, that's that important. classical academic element. That's important. We drifted away from that. And uh, we really needed uh, a better, better teachers, honestly. And then the third issue was parents. We've been working very hard on the... Uh, on the issue of teachers, and we now have a really good team of teachers. The parents continues to be the thing. We have great parents, but we have parents that also just need parenting. They just need to know how to parent. Amen. And, uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and so, you know, focusing on parents is a, is a critical idea. That's what I would recommend to you is just meet with the parent, no, help yes. them to learn how to be, uh, you know, this generation of parents, and, and I don't mean this about any of my parents, all my parents are awesome, but, but this generation of parents is the result of parents who were parented by individuals who were taught by Dr. Spock not to, not to spank, yeah. not to discipline. Yeah. And That's so we've gotten like three or four generations away from the early, late 1950s, and these are the results of that. And a lot of the times it's not just, it's not, a, there's a parent doesn't even exist. I'm I'm depressed now because oh, it's I know really because I, one of the you have to okay can you make me a promise you know um or oh, I can make you an offer you can't refuse <laughs> no what I'm saying is this this is an Italian that's scary. yeah exactly but no I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna do I want to talk about if you would allow me if you would come back one more time within a few weeks because I want to talk about this question here about preparing students for the postmodern culture. We can do a whole show on that. Sure. That's really, would, would you? Sure. Would you, Absolutely. Um, would that be okay? That'd be okay. great. Too. So you got a minute. You just give me a minute of something you want to say to the audience and we'll close out and we'll, and we'll but uh, Ken Ross promised today to an Italian guy who's on Street Talk Theology from Manhattan that he's coming back. Give me a minute and then I'll close it. Oh, up. my goodness. <laughs> All right. Well, I think the I'll take this opportunity to just say to you, if you have never thought about uh, a, a Christian school as an alternative for your student, please think about it, pray about it. Amen. It is very possible. Uh, the state of Arizona has scholarships available uh, for uh, for your students and what's called STOs, uh, and uh, which are tax-based uh, 
organizations that allow uh, some of your state income tax to be able to direct it toward, uh, toward, toward a student. And so it is affordable, it's possible, uh, and we believe that God will make that possible if you make that choice. So, Amen. Well, Street Talkers, this has been fun. This, this 25 minutes, I mean, it flew by. It was an honor to have Ken Ross here. And I, I want to just say that I want to be friends with this man for a long time because uh, he's, he's this, he, he is filled with the Spirit of God. He loves the children, wants to be used in, in, in the church setting. And let's pray for him also. Let's keep him in prayer. Let's keep the school in prayer. Until next time, Street Talkers, this is Pastor Dominic Romaldi signing off with Street Talk Theology. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.